Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Forevermore. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe so strongly that you've been waiting to receive the word of the Lord. And God's word is coming your way today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. I want to welcome all our viewers, partners, friends from all across the globe. You're welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It promises to be a great time um, at Bible study today. You know God has been good to us and as usual, His goodness endures forever. So we expect Him to show us His goodness in a very fresh and new way today. For the loving kindness of God, the Bible says it endures forever and His compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's have a word of prayer as we uh, step right into God's word. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. Our hearts are open to receive your word. We're grateful for your word that you've given to us in time past. You fed us with your word and we're so grateful. We give you praise, glory, honor, and adoration. Be exalted, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, this hour, our hearts are open to receive your word. We're asking, Father, that you will speak to us specifically and let your word distill upon our hearts as the dew of heaven in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We rebuke you, Satan. You have no part in this ministry, the ministry of speaking and hearing the word. You have no part in this ministry, so I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every militating spirit against utterance of the word of God, I command your assignment and your ministry to be destroyed and terminated right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The spirit of liberty is in the house and it flows freely in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, this is a special month, and we've been looking at um, the uh, theme for the month, the very word that the Lord has given to us for the month. It is a month of restoration and perfection. A month of restoration and perfection. Now, God is the God of restoration and perfection. He is the God who brings his people to restoration. And in the order of restoration, according to God, God always restores us back to the estate that is bigger, better, higher, greater than the former estate. Glory to God. So um, restoration with God is not reinstatement. Restoration with God is upgrade. Is promotion. Glory to God. All right. So we've been looking at the principles of um, restoration and considering these principles from God's word, uh, it is very important for us to understand the way of the Lord as to restoration so that we can maintain our restoration and we can keep having consistent non-stop upgrade in our walk with God. Amen. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. With all you get, the Bible says to get what? Understanding. Okay. So, um, we've looked at uh, repentance being a prerequisite to restoration. God will restore the repentant. All right. Uh, Sinners, because of their transgressions and their iniquities, the Bible says they 
suffer. They are punished. Glory to God. They are afflicted. Alright? So, uh, it tells us here that when there is a sway from the normal, which is the way that the Lord has set, um, certain things will begin to happen because of the imbalance that has been set in motion. And that's why it is important to understand the way of the Lord as to restoration. So, repentance. It says, repent and then it says, the time of refreshing will come to you from the presence of the Lord. So, repentance brings the time of refreshing. Glory to God. And now we've looked at um, repentance here uh, regarding a change of mind. A change of mind. All right, that is what repentance truly is. Repentance is a change of mind that brings about a change of attitude, a change of habit, response to life. Glory to God. And that's what repentance is. And we saw how that God brought restoration to um, Israel before the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ began, all right, his earthly ministry. The Bible tells us that a foreigner by the name of John the Baptist had gone ahead of him. He was a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight his path. And that voice was a voice of preparation, a voice of repentance, a voice of restoration of Israel to the place where there's a state of mind that is receptive to the word of God so the glory of God could be seen. And that happened through the ministry of John the Baptist. So repentance is very key. We're still going to look at it uh, some more during the course of uh, this uh, series, uh, during this month, this month rather. We're going to look at it. And then the second point here is supplication and thanksgiving. Supplication and thanksgiving, which is making a definite request unto God as to what you want regarding um, regarding restoration. Supplication and thanksgiving. You supplicate and then you give thanks. And while you're supplicating and giving thanks to God, there's a definite request that goes up to the Father, which he responds to. And his response to that definite request brings about restoration. Glory to God. We looked at Psalm 80, all right, um, on Sunday, looking at how, you know, David was praying um, for the restoration of Israel. And three times, thrice, he, he spoke about, you know, um, God restoring Israel. Turn us again, O God. Turn us again and let your face shine upon us. Hallelujah. Turn us again, he said, thrice. Glory to God. He was making a definite request as to restoration. And then thanksgiving goes with it. We, we understand from God's word in Philippians chapter 4. If you start reading from verse 6, it says, To be anxious for nothing, but in all things or in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, it says, Make your request known unto God. All right, so we understand that supplication or prayer or and or prayer are or is not sufficient without thanksgiving. So thanksgiving here brings about the completeness, the cap on your prayers and supplication. So thanksgiving is very, very important. 
Okay, so we're moving from there to something new today. All right, and before there can be restoration, there must be um, restoration of divine order. All right, in the life of the one who seeks restoration, there must be restoration of divine order. Now, I'm using restoration and restoration again. Restoration here simply means uh, coming to a place where your mind, your life comes into perfect sync and alignment with God's order. Praise God. And that's what we want to look at today. Restoration of divine order in our lives. Okay, turning your Bibles very quickly to um, Isaiah chapter number 40. And I'd like for us to start reading here from verse 3. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 3. It says, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. We are reading to verse 5. So next verse, verse 4. It says, Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. Verse 5. And it says, And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Okay? So this is a prophecy speaking of John the Baptist, the forerunner of the ministry of Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Bible shows us very clearly here that John the Baptist would be a voice of one in the wilderness crying out loud, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path or his way straight right there in the wilderness. So that means God was going to bring the people um, in that time, in that day, to repentance through the ministry of John the Baptist so that they could be restored back to God, restored to his glory, restored to all that God had said concerning them. Praise God. Amen. So how did that happen? Luke chapter 3. We saw this uh, fulfilled in Luke chapter 3. I'd like for us to start reading from verse 1, read to verse 6. It says, And now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, Caesar, all right, let's just jump to 2. Let's jump to 3. 3. And he, speaking of John the Baptist, came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Now, what did John preach? Come on now. What did he preach? The baptism of repentance, I mean, repentance, all right, for the remission of sins. Baptism of repentance. Did you see that? Okay, so that means people were baptized on one condition. The condition was that they repented or had repented of their sins and then they were baptized. So it was baptism of repentance. All right, for or unto the remission of sins. Now, he couldn't give them the remission of sins, but he primed them for the remission of sins. He primed them, he prepared them for the remission of sins. So, he baptized them in water, first because they had repented of their sins, and then they were ready for remission of sins. Now, the ministry of Jesus Christ was to bring about the remission of sins. Glory to God. Okay? 
So let's go. And as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Verse 5, every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways shall be made smooth. So, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Now, Isaiah said, and all flesh shall see the glory of the Lord. In other words, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Okay? So, the glory of the Lord being revealed here simply means the salvation of the Lord being revealed. And all flesh shall see the salvation of the Lord. Now, note what he says here very clearly. He says, the valley shall be exalted, Isaiah said. And then he tells us, he says, the mountains, all right, he will bring the mountains low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places shall be made plain. Okay? Then the glory of the Lord shall be seen. So what does that mean in essence? Now look at the way um, John the Baptist put it. He says the, the valley shall be filled. Go back to that scripture. The valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways shall be made smooth. So what does that mean in actual sense? Before the salvation of the Lord is seen, that must, hap- must have happened. Without which the salvation of the Lord or the glory of the Lord would not be seen. Okay? So his ministry was likened to the sandpaper smoothening ministry. Praise God. So he came to bring the people to repentance. His baptism was baptism, all right, um, for repentance, uh, from, from, for remission of sins. Baptism of repentance, rather, for remission of sins. So... The Bible tells us here that when he began to teach and he began to preach in the wilderness, John the Baptist, he called the people to repentance to set right or put in order the things that were out of place in their lives. Okay? The way of the Lord was out of place in their lives. He was to prepare that way of the Lord. Okay? Now, in verse 8 of Luke chapter 3, verse 8 of Luke chapter 3, he said to them, Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance. So that means repentance can actually be measured. Amen? You can actually tell whether or not a man has repented of his sins. Amen? How? Fruits. So he was calling for fruits. John the Baptist was calling for fruits worthy of repentance. Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance and begin not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father, for I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Verse 9, the next verse. You have to be fast, beloved. And now also, the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, which bringeth not forth fruit, good fruit, is hewn down and cast into the fire. Praise God. Next verse. And the people asked him, look at it, saying, what shall we do then? What shall we do then? Now, what does it mean for the mountain to be made low, the valley to be raised or filled? All right. 
the crooked made straight, the rough made plain. What does it mean? What shall we do then? They asked. And he answered and saith unto them, He that had two coats, let him impart to him that had none. And he that had meat, let him do likewise. What does that mean? Show mercy. Now these are fruits worthy of what? Repentance. Show mercy. Show mercy. So he calls them to mercy. (laughs) See, mercy is one of the icons that reveals the way of the Lord. If mercy is out of place, the way of the Lord is out of place in the person's life. Okay? So he says, show mercy. You have two coats. Impart to the person who has none. Who doesn't have any. Show mercy. Praise God. Now, of course, the person didn't walk for the coats you bought. They are your coats. All right? But he says, God is merciful. Show mercy. Now, have you noticed that in the process of restoration, God will bring you to a place where you have to show mercy to someone who needs mercy? All right? There are certain things you believe in God for. They are bigger than what you can afford. All right? And there are certain things other people are believing God for. They are not bigger than what you can afford. So God will now direct your heart to show mercy to those people. And then he will move the hearts of men to meet your own needs. Praise God. That's how it works. The hearts of kings and princes are in the hands of God. Like rivers of water, the Bible says he directs them with us wherever he wills. Praise God. So mercy. God will always bring you to a place where you show mercy. That means someone does not deserve it. Someone does not even have any standing or, so to speak, righteousness in court now to have that thing, all right, or to receive that thing from you. But you show mercy and you bestow that goodness on that person. It may be paying the school fees of a less privileged person in the society. It may be helping, you know, the security man. All right, it may be just buying lunch for someone who is hungry. Praise God. Or it may be, you know, starting someone up in business. Amen. And all the person needs to, to start to start up is just five thousand naira or even ten thousand naira. And you look at it and say, Really? All right. So I just want to start selling eggs. I just want to buy just two or three crates of egg and I'll be fine. I'll start selling eggs. And you are believing God, you want to start selling cars. All right, someone you know cannot even afford two crates of egg. Amen. Um, but you can, and God will bring that connection. Now, God will begin to move your heart in compassion towards people, and when He begins to do that, don't resist it because your restoration is here. When God is about to restore people, He will begin to move their heart to mercy. 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 Glory to God. Mercy. So he answered and said unto them, He that had two coats, let him impart to him that had none. And he that had meat, let him do likewise to the one who is hungry. Impart to the one who is hungry. Praise God. Amen. I said amen. Amen. Then came also the publicans to be baptized. And he said, see, this is the condition. If you don't repent, no baptism. That that was the ministry of John the Baptist. (laughs) All right? Because his ministry was actually the baptism of what? Repentance for the remission of sins. 
See? So then came also the publicans, the tax collectors, to be baptized and said unto him, Master, what shall we do? <laughs> and he said unto them, Exact no more than that which is appointed you. In other words, you know what they used to do then? They were just like policemen, you know, extorting money from people. Now, they would, uh, the tax, maybe the tax is um, two naira or ten naira. They will build it up and increase it from two naira to five naira and make three naira off it. All right? And then the tax that is ten naira, they build it up, all right, to say 15 naira. Praise God. Amen. So John the Baptist was saying to them, don't make money like that. Alright? In other words, he was calling them to justice. Come and say justice. Yes. Alright? He had called them to mercy and then he's calling them to justice. So you can see the way of the Lord here. Mercy and justice. You see it? Uh-huh. He was preparing the way of the Lord. He was making straight a path for the Lord right there in the wilderness. See? So he was calling them to justice. In other words, give to people their dues. Pay them their dues. Owe no man nothing. Owe no man nothing. Don't owe people while you're you know, saving up, you're saving up that, okay, I'll quickly make some money, all right? When I'm done making the money, um, I will now pay them. And then you make some money and then another opportunity comes up. You feel like, hmm, let me plug this in. and All right, I'll, I'll pay them, I'll pay them. The people are suffering for you not paying them. You are enjoying seeing your money grow. God says that is injustice. Restoration cannot happen where injustice thrives. Wherever you find injustice established as a rock you cannot find the people you know come to restoration in that place why because they will not see the salvation of the lord the salvation of the lord will come the glory of the lord will be revealed when people go back to the way of the lord mercy and justice mercy and justice did you see that mercy and justice so he said unto them, Exact no more than that which is appointed you. Verse 14, next verse. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him. <laughs> the soldiers came, saying, And what shall we do? And he said unto them, Do violence to no man. Peace. Do violence to no man. Seek peace. Follow peace with all men. And holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Don't get into strife. Alright? Don't get into self-will and conflict. Alright? No. It says, do violence to no man. Seek the way of peace. Neither accuse any falsely. Justice. Still justice. And be content with your wages. Justice. Be content with your wages. Be satisfied with your wages. Praise God. Amen. Don't murmur. If your wage is not good enough, trust God to give you an upgrade. Trust God to open unto you new streams of income. Don't murmur on that wage. If you murmur about that wage on that job, (laughs) you're creating an imbalance around your life. Don't do that. He says, be satisfied with your wages. 
Glory to God. Godliness with contentment. The Bible says it's great gain. It's great gain. Don't try to cut corners to enrich yourself. Don't do it. That's not the way of the Lord. If you really want to see God move on your behalf in power, in glory, and in grace, you have to prepare the way of the Lord. And this was the ministry of John the Baptist. It was a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Not whispering, crying hard, out loud in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight his path. Glory to God. See? Then the salvation of the Lord was revealed. So we see here very clearly that the way of the Lord is prepared in mercy. The way of the Lord is prepared in justice. The way of the Lord is prepared in what? Peace. Now, you know, judgment and justice are very much related. Amen? Glory to God. Mm -hmm. The way of the Lord is prepared in mercy. The way of the Lord is prepared in justice. Look at it. Anytime there's restoration, God will always lead you to a place or a point where you are given the opportunity to show mercy. Don't harden your heart. Don't shut your bowels of compassion. Don't do it. Amen? You remember when the Amalekites invaded Ziglag? Praise God. And the Bible tells us that they took, you know, the, the uh, men away, um, the women, all right, the men away, and they burnt the city with fire. And the Bible tells us that when... Um, David and his team came back, returned to Ziglag. They couldn't find their wives. They couldn't find the key men. All their goods and everything had been carted away. Amen. So, he prayed. He sought the Lord. He said, should I pursue? And the Lord said, pursue. Will I recover all? The Lord said, you recover all. But you see, the pathway to recovery was actually an Egyptian. Alright? You see, these people, they maltreated the Egyptian. He was hungry, he was a slave, an Egyptian slave. And instead of taking care of him, they left him behind. So he was starving there. For days, he had not eaten. When David got to the Egyptian, instead of ignoring the Egyptian, he showed mercy. He said, feed him. They fed him. And when strength was restored to him, he said, which way did they turn? <laughs> the Egyptian now showed them, became their compass. Amen. This way, this way. And they pursued them. All right. They overtook them and recovered all. Hallelujah. And now, how, how did it happen? Mercy. You know, sometimes people want to go through the path of recovery without showing mercy. They are too serious to be, to, you know, to be recovered back to their former estate, or even greater, <laughs> that they, they don't want to show mercy. In their prayer, you see them praying hard like this, and someone is hungry beside them, they ignore the person because the prayer is very serious. It's serious prayer. You know, see, prayer becomes very serious. Prayer and fasting, all right, as a whole now, becomes very serious when you show mercy. This was what God was saying in Isaiah 58. He said, you see, this is not the kind of fast I've ordained. That you'll be fasting, there's yoke on your neighbor, people are hungry, amen, and you have what it takes. You know they are hungry, not that you're not aware. 
and you have what it takes to help, but you're just you just ignore them. All right? He says, This that's not a fast I've ordained. Now he says, My the fast that I've ordained is the first thing to do, all right, is to make sure that people who are hungry, who have heavy burden upon them, relieve them of their burden to start with. Then you will fast and you'll pray, and your fasting and prayer will be acceptable or accepted to God. You see that? So God was bringing them back to mercy. Mercy, justice. Did you see that? Mercy, justice, peace. Peace. Follow peace with all men. No strife. Alright? This was what Abraham understood when there was strife between his headsmen and, you know, his nephew's headsmen, Lot. Over space for grazing. And Abraham said, hey, Lot, nephew, come. We are brethren. We shouldn't be fighting. Let's seek the way of peace. If you go north, I will go south. If you go west, I will go east. The choice is yours. And Lot looked at the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. All right. It was a plain field with a lot of, you know, grass for grazing. And then he, he chose that land. And Abraham said, yeah, that's fine. You can go. No strife. Come on, say no strife. All right. That's the way of the Lord. You don't go the way of strife. Come what may. You don't choose strife. Amen. Same thing with Isaac. Abraham had taught him. All right. He had understood the way of the Lord when he, you know, was in the land of the Philistines in Genesis chapter 26. And he dug a well. The wells that Abraham, his father, had dug, you know, um, in, in his day. And he was redigging those wells. He found water. And the Philistines came and said, No, you are not going to have it. So he left that place from Isaac to Sitna. All right, they resisted him again. He left, all right, Sitna. And then he moved to a place called Rehoboth. <laughs> and he dug a well there. And no resistance, no strife. He said, this is the place. You see, anywhere there is strife, that's not a place of restoration for you. Say, ah, no, it's, it's, my, it's, my, it's my boyfriend, all right? I, I can kill anybody for him. No, no, don't. If, if it involves killing somebody, all right, let the person go. Is that okay? Don't do that. I will fight to finish. I, I, will, I, I will go on social media. I will make noise. I will blackmail, defame him, defame her. All right? I will send those pictures to people. I will claim anonymous. I, I, will, I will defame his character. No, don't do that. That's not the way of restoration. You see, you can't pull somebody down on your way up. If you're trying to pull the person down, for at least for some time, you are static. You're not making progress. And then as you're pulling the person down, the person is also struggling too. The person may hold on to you and say, okay, if I'm coming down, we're coming down together. And so you're trying to pull the person down, you're going down too. Amen? Never find yourself pulling down any man, anybody, no matter what. No matter what. Even if the person pulled a fast one on you, don't do it. Don't do it. You cannot overcome evil with evil. But it's the power of good that can overcome evil. Praise God. Choose the way of the Lord. Choose the way of the Lord. Amen.
So, looking at this repentance now, you can see how the mountains are made low. Uh-huh. So, if there are mountains in your life and you go here, pa, there's no way, and uh, what is happening? Why is life this difficult? There are some mountains you have to make low. All right? You have to prepare the way of the Lord. You know what it means to prepare the way of the Lord now? Uh-huh. Seek mercy. Begin to become tender. Tender towards people who don't deserve good or goodness from you. All right? As the Lord moves your heart, the bowels of your compassion, let them move towards the sick. Start praying for the sick. Let them move towards the barren. You're believing God for the fruit of the womb. Begin to pray for people who are believing God for the fruit of the womb. Maybe yours is seven years. You've been waiting for seven years. All right? Someone has been waiting for 25 years. You, you can start crying and say, Lord, remember this person. You see, before Job was restored, he prayed for his friends. Amen? Look, look at Job 42. Quickly. Let's look at this together. Job 42 and verse... Let's start reading from verse 6. Alright? It says... Uh, let, let's start from verse 4, please. 4. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak, I will demand of thee, and declare unto, uh, thou unto me. Verse 5. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear. Now, this is Job. He's repenting. I have heard of thee, speaking of God, by the hearing of the ear. But now mine eye seeth thee. <laughs> Wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Before I was restored, he repented. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz, the Timonite, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends, for ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job hath. Verse 8, quickly. And the Bible tells us, you know, it says, Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks, and on and on like that. And then jump quickly. Okay, verse 9. So Eliphaz and um, the Eliphaz the Temanite, and Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite, went and did according as the Lord had commanded them. The Lord also accepted Job. Amen? Look at verse 10. I love this. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. When? When he prayed for his friends. Amen? Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. (laughs) Did you see that? When he prayed, when he prayed for his friends, the Lord turned his captivity. He was restored. He was restored to twice as much as he had before. (laughs) Oh, dear. Look at verse 12. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. You see, this is the wisdom of God. If the way of the Lord is not prepared, certain things, prayer, prayer, you pray, 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 pray. The, the only answer to the prayer is prepare you the way of the Lord. Make, make straight his path. And then all eyes will see the glory of the Lord. The salvation of God will come. Amen. If, have, have you noticed this is the challenge with um, Africa? The way of the Lord, the way of justice, the way of mercy. There is no structure that gives mercy to the undeserving. Those who are downtrodden. There is no structure in place. 
to remember them. But if you go to the civilized world, you see there's a structure in place. You lose your job, all right? There's mercy, right? There's, there's, there's a way, at least, the government will sustain you for some time before you get another job. Amen? You see the, the aged, all right? The less privileged, the physically challenged. You see them? There's a provision to take care of them. See? That's mercy, isn't it? It's mercy. There must be that system of mercy, it must be an institution. I, I tell people, I say, you can't be walking and just be eating everything. It's only tithe and offering you give. There's nothing that goes to the poor. It's not right. That's not a system of mercy. There must be a system of mercy, something that goes to the poor. And that's why in GLT, we do this every first Sunday of the month at SMS, Special Miracle Service. There's always a seed given for the poor, just to bless the poor. Amen? Because we want to institutionalize the way of the Lord in the house. And as we do that, you see things happening with ease. People just wonder, how are they doing it? It's the wisdom of God. <laughs> Amen. And then justice. See? So Job prayed for his friends, and then the Lord turned his captivity. All right? And blessed him with twice as much as he had before. And the latter end of Job became more prosperous than his beginning. See that? Praise God. And, and this, is, this is very, very powerful. Now, let me, let me tell you this. Understand your duty. Understand your responsibility. Your responsibility in life is not to be running from pillar to post. All right? Trying to make ends meet. Before the foundation of the world, ends met. All right? Hence, admit in God. You see, life is all about discovery. That's why the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Wise men don't always have bread to eat. Men of skill don't always have favor. But it says time and chance happeneth to them all. There's a divine window. There's a divine opportunity. God brings your way. And what, you know, Normally, should take 40 years to acquire or achieve. God can bring those opportunities to you in one year, at most two years. And then he, he does a quick work in your life. He cuts it short in righteousness. This is, this is how God works. When you set these things in place, prepare the way of the Lord. There must be order. The order of mercy, the order of justice. Who are you owing? And you look at the person, you despise the person. What, what can you do? Have you seen, you know, <laughs> creditors, I mean, debtors, you know, they will look at the creditors and feel like, okay, what, are you, what can you do? <laughs> can you imagine that? Because somehow they have um, some kind of advantage over them. Amen. And, and it's, these are the things we need to learn. Because God sees these things. The moment there is order, watch any place where there is order, God will begin to pump his glory, his mercy, his power into that place. Now I tell people, I say, you come to the office and you just sit down, you are doing nothing, you are not solving problems for your boss, your organization. You are just waiting 
to the end of the month for salary to come. And you feel, well, God is just blessing you, yafu, yafu. Alright? That's not blessing. It's something else. I don't know what it is, but it's not blessing. Amen? Okay. Do your job. That's justice, isn't it? Do your job. If there's nothing to do, ask questions. <laughs> I can't stay in an organization. There's nothing to do. I'm just collecting salary. They are killing me. See, that's injustice. Alright? Seed time and harvest shall not cease. Aha. Uh-huh. So, they are not giving me any opportunity of seed time. Do you think, you know, and harvest is coming, harvest is coming. That's not harvest because you didn't sow the seed. You have to say, look, if you, you can't give me something to do, I'm not solving problems here, then let me go. Let me go. You see, if you are collecting salary and you're not solving problems, you're not contributing to your organization, listen very carefully. You know what you're doing? You are depreciating. If something happens to that organization and, you know, they have to retrench workers and they let you go. Alright? The last skill set you had, which was your entry point into that organization, alright, it has depreciated. So you now have to brush up yourself. Alright? To come to standard. To come up to standard. You see? So maybe you work there just collecting salary for five years or ten years. You have become backward five years, ten years. So that means you don't even have employable skills anymore. You're not current. So all you have to show for it is a fat salary, but the future of your career is gone. Don't do that. Never find yourself in a place where, all right, they are just contributing to you and there's nothing you're giving back. It's a a trap. Don't see it as favor. It's a trap. Because that's against the justice of God. Amen? You work. Dignity of labor. You sow your seeds in your organization. You contribute your own quota. You give your best. You don't just say, well, you're just there and you're just collecting salary. That God just positioned you in a place where you're just collecting salary and you're not growing. You're not adding value to your organization. You're not solving problems. Amen. Amen. So, look at what God said through Micah. I love anytime I read this account in the Bible, it blesses me. It's a scripture that I have memorized and I, I just quote it again and again, meditating on it. Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. Glory to God. It says, He had showed thee, or he has shown you, O man, what is good. Now, what is good there simply means what is right. And what does the Lord require of thee? But to do justly. Did you see that? Do justly. Do justice. To do justly and to love mercy. <laughs> and to walk humbly with thy God. Amen. He says, this is the good thing that God has shown you to do. You see, you have to understand the difference between your work and your job. Alright? Your work is meant to impact on your job. 
your work is meant to prosper your job. What is your work? The work of man is to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly before God. That's your work. Are you following what I'm saying here? Then your job is what you do with your hand, a means of livelihood. That order of the way of the Lord is what impacts positively on the works of your hands. Such that God is prospering you and it is evident to all. Look at what the preacher said about the whole duty of man. Amen. The whole duty of man, Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Let's start reading from verse 13. The whole duty of man. Look at it. That is your true work. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. (laughs) Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. What is the whole duty of man? To fear God, to keep his commandments. Alright, look at verse 14. It says, For God shall bring every work into judgment with, with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Praise God. Now, what is your assignment here on earth as man? The image of God. What is your assignment? I want you to know what is your assignment here on earth. What are you supposed to be doing primarily? I'm not talking about your job. I'm talking about your assignment. What are you supposed to be doing primarily? Alright, let me show it to you. When God created man, alright, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, the declaration that brought man into manifestation was that let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have what? Dominion. Come on, say dominion. Now that word dominion there doesn't mean let them oppress. It simply means let them reign. That word dominion is from the root word government. Let them them govern. Let them reign over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Let them show the reign, the kingdom, the government of heaven. That's what it means. And what is the government of heaven? As gods or kings or rulers. Alright? What is the government of heaven? Is there in Psalm 82. We start reading from verse 1. In Psalm 82 and verse 1, the Bible tells us very clearly, it says, God himself stands where? In the congregation of the mighty. So he calls us mighty. (laughs) Can you turn to your neighbor, if you have a neighbor around you, say, I am mighty. All right. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. Oh. It says, God judges among the gods. Ye are gods. All of you are the children of the Most High God. Hallelujah. You see that? We're coming to that place. It's it's in this Psalm Psalm 82. It says, how long will you judge unjustly? See, look, you are a judge under God. And see, this is how you know a true judge. A true judge, no matter what emotions apart, must always judge justly. Must judge right. True? Yeah. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Now God is asking the mighty, is asking the gods, how long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? How long will you respect persons and not do what is right? 
Okay? And then verse 3 tells us, look at it. He says, defend the poor. Defend the poor and fatherless. Defend them. Defend them. That means we ought to be defense to the poor and the fatherless. He says, do justice to the afflicted and needy. Do justice. Deliver the poor and needy. Read them out of the hand of the wicked. But if you look at the opposite is is the case in, in many places in the world. The poor are oppressed. The needy are taken advantage of. Now it says, look at it. The gods, the mighty, they know not. They don't even know their, their work, their assignment. They know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness, in ignorance. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. Oh, so we see the foundations of the earth here. Alright? The Bible says the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. All the foundations of the earth are out of alignment. Alright? Mercy. See? Justice. Judgment. Peace. See? They are out of course. I have said. Ye are gods and all of you are children of the most high. But what will happen? Alright? It says, but ye shall die like men and fall like the princes. Why? They know not. Neither will they understand. They do not know the way of mercy. They do not know the way of justice. They do not know the way of judgment. Amen? Praise God. You're in a relationship, alright, towards marriage, and your friend is asking you, let's sleep with, at least we're going to get married. So, let's, let's, let's do it. And you say, no, that's not right. We're not going to do that. The way of justice says, no, we're not doing that. So, well, you see, the truth is, if you don't let me do this, I may leave and go for someone else. And say, All right, please, you, you may go. All right, because if you mind that person, the person that couldn't even wait to obey God in courtship, <laughs> his secretary has taken him away already. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying here? There's that. There's no insurance on that man, and even if you have to insure that man, you can't afford the premium. Yes. <laughs> so you see, justice says we are not doing this. The Lord will help us. I know how you feel. I feel the reason I'm not dead. I'm not a log of wood. All right, I understand this thing is here, but see what is not right is not right. We can't explain it away and say eh, this is the new definition of what is right. Rightness. No. 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 Amen? Amen. No. <laughs> so you see here the whole duty of man. You see that which is right. You know, how did God judge or measure the success of kings in the Chronicles? First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, First Kings, Second Kings. All right, there's this word, this statement that is used to describe their reign. And David did that which was right in the sight of God, of the Lord. And Asa did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. And Jehoash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. You see it? 
and on and on and on, that which was right, that which was right, that which was right. You know, 1 Kings 15 and verse 5, David did that which was right in the sight of God. 1 Kings 15, 11, Asa. 2 Kings 12 and verse 2, Jehoash did that which was right in the sight of God. What does it mean to do that which is right in the sight of God? It simply means, look up please, all right, set mercy in place as an institution, as a pillar in your life. Set justice in place. Now let me tell you something. If, even if your dad, your biological dad, says something wrong against you, all right, what is right to do is to excuse yourself from his presence in a humble way, behave yourself wisely, and not talk back against your dad. You don't talk back at your dad. He's wrong. You don't do it. No matter what, come what may, I would rather have you keep quiet than open your mouth to, in defense of yourself. You now start saying, see, look, I've just been respecting you all this, this time around. If you do any nonsense, you better get out of my way. All right? You don't, you don't talk that way. You, don't, you see, listen very carefully. The wrath or the anger of man can never walk the righteousness of God. That you're angry is no justification for doing what is wrong. There are certain things you don't do. You see, look, this is not right because you have set the pillar of justice. Look at what happened, you know, between uh, Saul of Kish, the first king of Israel, and David. David had been anointed of God. He didn't anoint himself. It was Samuel the prophet that anointed David king over Israel. Genuine, authentic anointing from God. He was authentic. And then Saul wanted to kill him. Because of envy. And David had his opportunities to kill Saul. Twice. Amen. But he said, no, I won't do it. In fact, you know the Bible would have read differently. And David killed God's anointed. And the wrath of God kindled upon the son of Jesse. And the Lord repented of all that he had determined to do with him. And the Lord sought for another. You know the Bible would have read differently. (laughs) <laughs> Amen? Amen But he, he understood this Look this man is wrong For pursuing me for trying to kill me he, I mean he's wrong Alright But I'm not going to kill him For if I stretch my hand Against God's anointed I will never be innocent Amen you see, when those things are set in place, you see, sometimes the freedom at which some people speak ill of the, their pastors who had fed them with God's word in time passages, don't mind that was as a useless man. Ah, you just wonder. Is that woman, what, what? All those scriptures that she's just quoting, she's just, she just screaming, screaming. She didn't even quote three scriptures. If I hand to that mic, <laughs> if I hand to that mic, you will hear what? What? <laughs> All right, and that's why that person will not never be able to handle any mic because God will rob that person of influence. Why? He's not surrendered himself to the will of the Lord yet. You know, 
Both riches and honor, they come of God. It is in his hand to make great. If you jump up, you will come down all by yourself. Except God lifts you up and upholds you there. So this this is this is very important. You have to get these things right. It's important. It is very important. Glory to God. Man. How much time do I have left? <laughs> oh dear. Okay. So we see here the place of order. Order. Come on, say order. order. Alright. Now how do you set order? Bring low the mountains. Right? Raise the valleys. Fill the valleys. Make straight the crooked parts, all right? Smoothing, or smooth rather, the rough places. All right? You have to make plain the rough places. You have to make plain the rough places. What does it mean to make plain the rough places? <laughs> it means do mercy, do justice. Amen? Seek peace. Amen? Do justly. He says, love mercy. And then he says, walk humbly. Before your God, He has shown you, man, that which is good. Amen. He says to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before your God. Let God lift you. Don't try to do like this. All right? Shoulders have come down before. Don't try it. Don't do it, no matter what. Even if you have the opportunity to do it, don't do it. Let God lift you. He is the most high God. If a man lifts you or you try to lift yourself, you know how far you can go. Already, you know how far. But if God is the one lifting you, when God is the one lifting you, (laughs) amen, you just keep going higher and higher and higher and higher. Glory to God. Amen. So you, you bring yourself low before God, not because you are stupid, but you understand that promotion comes from the Lord. He's the judge. He's the judge. Praise God. Set in order the way of the Lord. Set in order the way of the Lord in your life. Is there any place in your life that there's a crooked path? God says, make it straight. All right? And that involves repentance. Repentance here simply means I changed my mind, but that's not all there is to repentance. I changed my mind and I. I change my attitude. That change of mind is going to impact on your attitude positively, consistent with the state of your mind. All right? And then it tells us very clearly, it says, now begin to produce fruits worthy of repentance. Where's the pillar of mercy in your life? Where's the pillar of justice? Amen? Praise God. Set those things in place. And as you set them in place, listen very carefully. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. The salvation of the Lord shall be seen. Can someone say amen to that? This is how God brings us to that place of, of prosperity, increase, favor, fame. 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 Amen? And he opens doors to you. Marvelous doors. Opportunities to prosper. Opportunities to prosper. Let me read you this scripture as we close. First Chronicles chapter 29. First Chronicles 
chapter 29. I'd like to read here from verse 10. Alright? It says, Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation, and David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Amen. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness. <laughs> greatness belongs to God. He can give it to you. He can share with you. Greatness is of the Lord. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. And thou art exalted as head above all. Glory to God. Both riches and honor, they come of thee. Both riches and honor, they come from God. Amen. And thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might. And in thine hand it is to make great. (laughs) It is in his hand to make great. And to give strength unto all. Both riches and honor, they come of thee. It is in thy hand to make great and to give strength unto all. Glory to God. Right now, I want you to begin to pray. All right? And as as you begin to pray right now and say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I go back to mercy and justice. I do that which is right. Whatever is not mine that you have not added to me, all right, wherever I came from, I return it. Look at what happened, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. All right, Zacchaeus climbed up the sycamore tree, wanted to see Jesus. Jesus said, come down. All right, I will eat with you today. I'm going to your house. And then he said to Jesus in uh, Luke chapter 19, if you start reading from verse 1 to verse, verse 10, he said to Jesus, he said, Sir, if I have defrauded anyone, I'm going to refund the person's money in fourfold. And Jesus said, salvation has come into your house today. Alright, he saw the salvation of the Lord, he prepared the way of the Lord. He gave half of his goods to the poor, and then he, he made a vow. If peradventure have defrauded anybody, he says, I'm going to give back to that person fourfold of what I took from him. Four times. And Jesus looked at him and said, salvation is come to you today. And Jesus brought salvation to the house of Zacchaeus. Amen? Zacchaeus. So listen very carefully, beloved. This is how salvation happens. Lift your hands right now and begin to speak to the Lord. And say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I recognize that you are the almighty God. Promotion comes from you. All right? You are the God who lifts. You are the lifter up of my head. I'm not lifted by cutting corners. You are the lifter up of my head. Now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, my heart is open. My heart is open. I set in place the pillars of mercy and justice and peace. No more strife. I forgive freely. Those who have hurt me, I let them go. From my heart, I let them go. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name forevermore. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your tender mercies. We give you praise and glory and honor. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I declare and decree concerning you restoration. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Restoration is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you.